0: Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger.
1: And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, August 19th, 2021. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. We're back from the summer. We've started school, and we're back into things. So we're posting every week once again. So catch us every Friday afternoon. Today, we're actually talking about Afghanistan, which is the big news of last week, how the war has come to a close as America is exiting the country. So it's it's quite a contentious issue right now.
1: So this started back in around the start of 2000, 2001, and... When Bush went into Afghanistan right after 9-11, he wanted to kill, uh, kill Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda. He did this. The, the U.S. troops did this. And now al-Qaeda isn't really a big threat in Afghanistan. They've kind of gone uh, back in numbers, and they're kind of drawn themselves out of the area. And now the big threat has really become the Taliban. They've taken over in times. It's kind of gone back and forth. we pushed them out. They've come back in. But right now, they were kind of in the outskirts before. Uh, the start of this year. But then obviously things have changed when Biden became president.
0: Well, what's interesting about Afghanistan is like Afghanistan was a war that began in 2002. And a lot, a lot, a lot of the country supported it across partisan lines, you know, aqu- across the aisle, Democrats and Republicans all wanted to go in. These people were mad about what happened in 9-11. You know, I, I, if I had been alive, I was not alive. I was negative four. But if I had been alive, I probably would have been mad to, I would have wanted America for patriotic reasons to go and fight and and kill the people who, who committed this terrible attack on us. So there was a legitimate reason for going in, uh, in 2002, but now 20 years later in 2021, almost 20 years after the nine 11 attacks, we must question why are we still here? Why did the war in Afghanistan last 20 years? Why did the objective to root out Al Qaeda take 20 years? Right. This is the longest war in U.S. history. No war that we've
1: been in has, has gone on this long. It's been passed on from president to president. We heard Biden's given a speech that he's the fourth president. He doesn't want to give this war on to a fifth president. It's just been because the, the situation has not really uh, been resolved. Sure, our maybe our initial objective of outrooting al-Qaeda from the area has been solved. There are still problems in Afghanistan, obviously, as the Taliban has taken more rise. And eventually what happened is that we wanted to leave the area in more of a stable condition. We wanted a country that could defend itself and had a more of a stable government. And us in NATO felt that we had an obligation to help them um, for our own interests and for theirs. And that's kind of what took along, took so long. And that's why we've been there for around 20 years now. But finally, we decided and Biden decided along with Trump, because this was a decision that kind of started to go into motions with Trump, that it was time to finally
0: leave the area. Yes, but our original goal was to root out al-Qaeda, right? And then after Ben Laden was killed in, what was it, 2010 or something like that, with when Hillary Clinton headed that, after he was killed, it switched to preventing terrorism in the country and shutting down all terrorism in the country uh, and all opportunities for terrorist groups to enter and use it as a launching pad to commit terror attacks against the U.S. and its allies in the West uh, and in the East, around the world. But it, our, our goal shifted from rooting out al-Qaeda to preventing other terrorist groups from doing similar acts. And, and that, I think, is, is what justified or what many people use to justify our presence in Afghanistan for so many years, you know, past 2010 or 2011, when al-Qaeda was pretty much um, eradicated in that part of the, the, the country. And obviously, in trying to fulfill this goal of preventing it being a terrorist launching pad and in preventing terrorist groups from rooting themselves into the country – we america tried to nation build so america destroyed parts of the country um destroyed some of the infrastructure to root out the terrorist groups to, to get you know, al qaeda and you know get the taliban root them out and then after there these these groups had been you know pushed down and suppressed america stepped in and said now we're going to try to help the afghanistani people um, create their own system of government to build up the country to where the us could step back one day and leave, and the Afghani people would be able to, to you know, move on with a government that wasn't corrupt, that was not controlled by these terrorist organizations, and that, that could be an actual legitimate government and nation uh, that, that was not you know, helping terrorism spread.
1: Right. And that's kind of around where we are now. We've put in trillions of dollars into this war, billions of dollars to help build up a 300,000 troop army for Afghanistan. They even have their own air force, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah. And so we've given them uh, the training to create an army. We've also given them the equipment, the weapons, the plans. We've given them pretty much everything they need to start their own government and their own army to protect themselves uh, so that when we leave, the country doesn't fall. Well, that's where we thought we were when Trump was leaving his presidency and he made an agreement with the Taliban and signed a contract with them that the U.S. would back off and that Uh, instead that the Taliban would kind of stay away and that the Afghani um, army would be able to protect themselves. And then that would go into effect around May of this year. And obviously Biden came into his presidency and he decided to continue that contract He pushed it back. Obviously the date, a few months. However, the same idea was around then that he would pull out all troops from Afghanistan and end this war finally, as he didn't want another generation of Americans to die in Afghanistan.
0: So that was the plan, right? They'd hand over power to the Afghani government that had, they had been helping set up and putting all this money in because eventually America has to step back and leave. You know, you got to let a country be a country uh, and govern themselves and in control of their own destiny without American influence at, you know, at some point. So America vowed to step back, but they had an agreement with the Afghani army and the Afghani president that the, the Afghan government that they set up was going to be was going to stay and the army would protect that government. The army would fight against the Taliban. But that's not what happened. As America slowly left in the past couple weeks, the Taliban moved further and started controlling more of the country as they took over more lands, more cities, Kandahar, um, all these big cities, Herat, they started moving their troops in and you know, what was surprising to, especially for President Biden, uh, because he didn't expect this, and a lot of Americans, was that the Afghani army, which we put so many resources into, we paid their salaries, we set up the whole army. They didn't put up any resistance, barely any. There was only a couple skirmishes. They put up barely any resistance to the spreading of the Taliban. They put down their arms, and they let the Taliban into these cities. They let the Taliban spread through the country, um, and, and that is one of the reasons uh, one, If not the main reason why the Taliban was able to spread and, and take Kabul th- earlier this week so incredibly quickly. You know, America originally thought Kabul, it would take months for them to take Kabul, if ever. You know, if the Afghani military had fallen, had failed, although if the military wasn't able to, to stop the Taliban, it would take months or a year or two years for the Taliban to take Kabul. But it took a week. And, and that is a failure on the Afghan government's part because they did not stand up. The army did not stand up to the Taliban. They put down their arms and they did not resist.
1: And I think this comes down to the idea of who do we blame for this crisis? A lot of people are coming to say, well, it's Biden's fault. He should not have pulled out these troops from Afghanistan. Or it's Trump's fault. He's the one who started this action. Or it was a combination of all the US president's fault because they shouldn't have been in their first place. I actually think that no one's uh, in the US is really truly so far to play. And obviously, some people have made bad decisions, and there's a question of should we be there at this point in time uh, at all? But if we're looking at the present, one of the huge problems with what's happening is because the corruption that's happening in the government in Afghanistan and in the army there, if there wasn't so much corruption and so much lying out where the money's going, the funding, how many troops they actually have, where, where the salaries for the troops are going, and what the people are actually doing, then there would have been this crisis of them just laying down their arms. That's one idea for why this happened, but another idea is also that they have no will to fight. If you have no will to fight, you're never going to win a war, even if you know you're outnumbering the Taliban uh, with 300,000 troops.
0: To the Taliban, 75,000.
1: Right, exactly. You have a very good shot of beating them. and You have very advanced uh, and you have a good advanced weapons, uh, and you're being supported in terms of tactics and everything by the U.S. military. You would think that you would have a very sh- good shot of beating them, but if you don't have the will to fight, then there's no real chance of you beating them. You have to actually want it and actually have you know the motivation to actually beat them. The Taliban has a great motivation to fight. They want to create uh, a world where sh- when Sharia rules, they want you know to take over uh, this area. They have a purpose versus this army doesn't really seem to have that purpose.
0: So, Ethan, do you think we should have left Afghanistan? Do you think it was the right choice today? I think it is. When I was listening to Biden's speech, I agree with him. I don't think that
1: we as a country should lay down. Our young Americans' lives when Afghanis is not willing to lay down their own lives. Why should we help them if they're not willing to do their works themselves? It has to be, you know, kind of a a co agreement that we need to actually, you know, both put in the effort because we're helping them. We did all we could to provide for them so that they could protect themselves. We've done so much, then we've been there for 20 years, laying down 2,000 lives um, in the process. So I don't think that we've done really
0: anything wrong. We've helped them beyond belief. And that's a good point. You know, we must ask ourselves: Why should we put young American men and women, young American men and women who are risking their lives for our country and for our beliefs? Why should we put their lives at risk when the own Afghani's, when the own army, when the own the own their own government won't stand up for them? You know, why should our men die when their men won't even fight for their country? Uh, and and that's that's a great argument. Um, but that's that argument stands true. Uh, for a lot of circumstances. But the one problem with this argument um, may be that even if the Afghani forces are not going to fight for our own country, Americans being present in the country, uh, you know, possibly dying American presence in Afghanistan prevents the future of terrorism in the country to some degree. You know, us being in Afghanistan prevents the Taliban from using it as a state to export terrorism from, uh, you know, they can't, it's harder for them to go and uh, commit terrorist attacks against other countries. When we leave Afghanistan, when we take our men out, they have the potential to use Afghanistan as a base for terrorist acts um, and and to spread their beliefs, spread their ideologies to the point um, where it could come and harm Americans through terrorist action. So even though, you know, we should be leaving, we want to save our own men's lives um, and because their own people won't stand up for themselves. We might want to stay to also prevent terrorist attacks like 9-11 um, and acts such as that.
1: But the worst part of this whole situation is the civilians of Afghanistan. They're caught in the middle of this whole war and they've done nothing wrong. They're really just there. But they have no real reason to be blamed for any of this. They weren't part of the, the Afghan army that laid down their arms. They're not Americans who are you know the Afghanistan are trying to attack. They're just kind of there. And you know what's going to happen to these people? Well, the women and the children uh, the girl children are not going to be able to go to school, and the women aren't going to be able to go to work and participate in their lives, and they're going to have to give away all their freedoms. It's going to be awful for them. They're going to have to surrender to a Taliban, who's going to uh, make their lives hell. So obviously, they're in the worst situation out of all of this, and they did nothing wrong. So this is really worst hit for them.
0: Yeah, one cannot forget that the Taliban um, isn't you know a terrorist organization. And uh, they have imposed Sharia law in the past over territories they have controlled. In the late 90s, they imposed Sharia law, which involved a lot of strict laws, making women wear burqa uh, outside the house, you know, head covering so they can't show all of their head or their face, uh, their hair, they make, they, they prevent female children from going to school print female education. Many females won't be able to drive. They won't have the freedom to, to work in government positions, um, to work jobs such as new, you know, newspaper anchors, uh, editors people, you know, jobs like that. Women are going to be restricted in what they can do. Uh, if, you know, if, and probably when the Taliban imposes these same restrictions, like they did in the nineties, strict Sharia law, we've seen already earlier this week, the Taliban has gone and has started, you know imprisoning questioning interrogating and killing people who had been involved with the US uh in, you know during the US's war and in presence in Afghanistan so the Taliban is finding you know the people who worked for the US NGOs it's finding the people who worked for the US you know news agencies it's finding the people who worked for the US embassy and the army and is imprisoning them um and that's a big fear for you know, 80,000 or 100,000 people who helped the U.S., they're our allies. They they put their you know lives and families on the line to help our country. And now the Taliban is going to go rile them up and, and probably kill a lot of them. The Taliban was knocking on a lot of doors in Kandahar earlier this week or last week to try to find people. They're already doing it. They're already cooping people up for involvement with the U.S. So it's going to be very scary what happens to American allies Um and it's kind of a failure on America's part that we did not protect the people that we vowed to protect and not protect the people that put themselves on the line for our country and our beliefs. And there has been an attempt by America to get a lot of our allies out, but it's been very hard because there are so many people that need to get out. There's actually an operation right now called Operation Allies Refugee. And in this operation, it's they're trying to get these allies out, but- it does not extend the, you know what an ally is as far as people who work for news agencies. The U.S. is not considering them allies um, as much as the Taliban is. You know, the Taliban is still going to go and persecute them while the U.S. is, it's going to be very hard for them to get into the U.S. and seek refuge. Uh, so it's very scary what's going to happen to many of our people.
1: And they can't get out, whether they're the allies or they're just normal Afghani civilians. So the situation's awful there. And it really seems that, whether it was the U.S.'s fault or the Afghani ar- uh, army's fault, the situation is just bad in itself. But it doesn't really matter whose fault it was. It just matters what's happening now and the, ramific- the, and the ramifications of what's going to come because of this.
0: So we're only going to have to wait and see what's going to happen with Afghanistan and if it becomes a harbor for terrorist organizations, if Al-Qaeda and, and organizations like it resurface, if the Taliban imposes Sharia law and restricts hum- human rights of its women and children uh, and men. You know, if their freedoms are restricted, their liberties are taken away. We're going to have to wait and see if the Taliban is trying to achieve a global jihadist Islamic caliphate. Uh, These are only things, you know, to be seen in the future. Um, But until then, this is The Young Perspective.